If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Menches. And I can't wait to dive into today's show. I'm here with the very cool, the very amazing Kelly Johnner Byrne. And I'll tell you about her in a moment. We've had an interesting journey together in Minnesota, just supporting each other from afar and sometimes at each other's events. And it's just been such a great experience. So I'll tell you about her in a second, but I just want to first welcome her to the show. So hello, Kelly. I'm so glad you're here with me. Hey, Ursula. Glad to be here. Woohoo! All right. We have a sponsor today, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about our sponsor, and then I'll introduce Kelly. All right, this is from our sponsor. They say, I've got a crazy stat for you, one that may make you cry a little bit. Out of all the stuff we read while learning, we take action on only 5% of it. Oh, and that includes the online courses you pay for as well. Ouch. That's why Tina Pettis and her team over at Tenacious have developed something a little more hands-on. They are calling it a course because they refuse to let you sit idly by and let the 95% float away. Instead, they have created what they are calling a brand guide, and it has this name for a reason. They are promising to guide you through every aspect of your marketing, and it's not a one-size-fits-all, two-week-long course. Nope, it literally never ends. Every month, they will be focusing on a different aspect of your marketing that you need to give some love to. They will show you how and will facilitate a community for you to ask questions and grow. While guiding, they will hold you accountable along the way, making sure you flip the numbers and walk away with 95% instead of the 5%. Because this is an ongoing community, they're only opening the doors a few times a year, so be sure to grab your seat now by heading to www.brandguide.tenaciousedge.com forward slash. Happy branding. So thanks to our tenacious sponsor for all of their support. And here we go. Let me tell you about Kelly and why I'm excited for you to hear about her and from her today because she's really about getting it done. Kelly is a dynamic speaker, entrepreneur, world traveler, singer, an international businesswoman who is the recognized expert on leveraging your network to grow your business. Crowned Mrs. Minnesota in 2001, she utilized her skills to raise more than a million dollars for charity and is the founder of the Cancer Benefit Fund. From authoring two books and speaking for global organizations to traveling to over 40 countries around the world, she uses her international expertise to run a successful business in the consumer goods industry where her customers reach spans 
or her customer each, sorry, spans North America and Europe. A little bit of that travel landed her in a real-life love boat situation where she met a fantastic chef and now her husband of over 20 years. Kelly's been a singer for over 25 years and is the creator and former host of an award-winning cable talk show. She has worked in the political realm and is always ready for a new adventure. Her latest is her podcast titled Leverage Your How. That's amazing. She's going to tell us at the end how to find out more and how to listen to her on the podcast. Kelly will share her expertise in the how-to of getting your business moving forward faster, which is what we all want. As the CEO of Kelly Enterprises International, she's a collaborative networker with a let's go together attitude, which is so true. That's me saying that. (laughs) She is the managing director of the premier Twin Cities professional networking organization for women entrepreneurs and has a passion for connecting people for success. Kelly knows how to leverage your business connections for health, wealth, and the lifestyle of your dreams. So I'm excited to talk to Kelly today. And I can tell you that my own experience of you, Kelly, is that you, you're just, you're so good at supporting people, whether they're in front of you or from afar. I just always feel you connecting people, reaching out, hey, Ursula, what about this? Have you thought about this? Can we work together on this? Just always thinking of others. And I know that's one of the reasons you're very successful, but it's not why you do it. So anyway, just thank you for being you. I'm excited to have you here today. And we're going to launch with our first question, which is this. So going back, when you launched your first business, going back, (laughs) what limiting beliefs did you have about sales or selling, if any? Well, I'm curious about this. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, is that I think that elementary school and high school and volunteer work and all of that really prepares you for the business world. I think I was probably, you know, an entrepreneur at eight. (laughs) You know, I I had stuff that I wanted. And I'm a blue collar kid from South St. Paul. I have wonderful parents, great work ethic, really hard workers, but, you know, things that I wanted, I mean, I needed to go for it. And so I remember my dad had a, a business with a sales company and I had a little customer base, my grandma and her senior center high rise, they would buy products and, you know, whatnot from me and I was able to finance a snowmobile trailer and it was a $300 purchase was a big bucks back in the day. And I was able, I was able to purchase that. So the limiting beliefs, you know, about sales or selling, I think I didn't really know any better. You know, I, I had people tell me no, lots of no's. And, you know, I just, I, I understood that no is a part of the process. And that word is so crippling for so many people But, you know, think about your kids. I mean, how many times have you told your little boy, no, about a million, Mm -hmm. and they just keep coming back. But somewhere along the line, our limiting belief of no is a bad thing cripples us, and it, it the outside world and the noise gets to us. So I think when I look at my first business, I was probably like eight or, or nine or something. I had horses growing up, and so that was an expensive endeavor, you know, back in the day, and Mm -hmm. So I, th- I think really it was just, I knew that sales would be a part of life, my life and kind of everybody's life. So I, th- I think I accepted it, but it didn't, Ursula, don't get me wrong. It didn't make it that it was like easy or anything. You know, it still isn't sure. picking up the phone. Some days that thing weighs like a thousand pounds. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And I love, I mean, there's no better way to learn how to sell than if you need to raise money because you want something as a kid. Believe me, I get it. So let's go there though. When, so this day and age, maybe you're calling for a sponsor for an event or I'm curious, like what, what are the things that scare you a little bit or what brings up that feeling of the phone weighing a thousand pounds? And cause I know our listeners would love to hear this. And how do you work your way through that? Because I know you, you're pretty fearless. How do you work your way through that to pick up the phone anyway? Well, I will tell you, every single morning, I talk myself off the cliff. 
I talked myself off the entrepreneurial cliff. This morning I did. I have a big event that's coming soon and I had to talk myself off the cliff. So I think that it's really important to manage your self-talk. So that's one little t- that's one little tip. Before my feet hit the floor, you know, we all grab our phones in the morning, check the email, whatever it is. But before I I do anything, I say my little prayers, I tell myself that I'm a good person, that I'm I'm just trying to help. I think that's really important. Am I just trying to help? And so talk yourself off the cliff, you know, a routine. So having that routine. So you had asked about how do I find a sponsor? You know, this is the thing that I think that we that we fail to to plan for. I, I just recently met with a banker, uh, a company that I'm interested in having sponsor my event in the future. And you know what was really interesting is I've gone through this, you know, these 50 plus years of life and all of these different things that I've done, but the person that you're talking to hasn't had your same experiences and they are interested in you. And mm-hmm. and we forget that, I think. You know, I mean, the, the, the banker guy wasn't a former Mrs. Minnesota and he's not written a book or two. Right. You know, he's not saying for 65,000 people. He's not done that. And so I think that if you... Tell yourself that you can boost your confidence. So that's really, you know, five minutes before I I got out of the car and walked into the lunch meeting, I just had to tell myself all of the things that I've accomplished. And yeah, there's been failures along the way, but it is that self-talk. And that is the one thing that you can absolutely control. But this is what people have to remember. That person is not your client now. So if the meeting ends and you had a nice lunch, and they're still not your client, well, you're still ahead of the game because you've made a contact and you had a great lunch. You know, you can't lose. But the only way that you have to go, that thousand pound phone is up. So how do you get over the thousand pound phone? It's that it's it's that preparation. For me, if I have an important call, I stand up. I'm a pretty confident person, you know, for the most part, but not always. I mean, I doubt myself a hundred times a day. But I just have to tell, you know, I literally say in my mind, just be quiet, stop, 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 and then focus on what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. But your mind, oh man, it is so powerful. Your mind is so powerful. It can make you or break you. I love that you said, talk yourself off the the edge, the ledge, whatever it is. Yeah, and talk I yourself off the cliff. The cliff, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, and I don't love that you have to do that. I just love that you shared that because I think we all do it. And I think it's easy to look at someone like you or someone who we perceive that is super successful and they've been there, done that, and nothing scares them anymore. And so just to hear you say that, I know for our listeners, is very relieving because I had a client last week and, you know, she texted me and she said, talk me off the ledge. And I had the reminder that, number one, there was no ledge. And number two, you know, this is this is part of entrepreneurship. We're going to feel like that. You're going to walk to another edge of a ledge, and then you're going to say, wow, that really wasn't a ledge, was it? I can talk myself through this. And our mind just can make up things that, that just aren't true. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. And another thing I know about you, Kelly, is you're a lifelong learner. I mean, you, you, are, you take a lot of training. You're in a lot of rooms. There, there's something very, I don't know, like just very humble about how you show up in the world. And I think that's one of the reasons you've been successful. Would you, do you agree? I think, you know, I, I, number one, I think it's important to support other business owners. I mean, I have gone, your sponsor, Tina, I've gone to her conference a couple of times and I've enjoyed myself. I've made some new contacts. And I think that uh, you're a fool if you think that you are above going to any kind of a training. Because the reality is, is you may be a little bit more advanced than something you go to, 
but you are going to meet people in that room that are your potential customers or your potential partners. You know, you're going to pick up a nugget along the way. And, you know, it's really, it's like anything. It's okay. We all know how to work out, right? We all know that we've got to burn some calories in order to, you know, get the body healthy. You've got to, you've got to move it. Well, you know how to do it. Why don't you do it? (laughs) Right? Sure. I think that it's just the practice. I love to see what other people are doing. And really, there's not a person in the world out there that is doing something that I wouldn't be interested in looking at. I think it's really bold of somebody to say, oh, well, that's not, you know, I wouldn't be interested in that. Here's a great example for you. I um, recently sent a just a really nice email to, we'll call it Company X. And this person just really shot me down. I mean, I could have just taken that and, and I did. I, I will be uh, totally honest. I did. I was like, wow, that, that one stung. That really hurt. It was kind of, you know, I wouldn't be interested in your event. It's not my target market. You know, you're basically, you're a, you know, kind of a peon. <laughs> you know, your, your event is to kindergarten. And what's really, really interesting is as people came on board, this person came back around and said, you know, well, maybe we'll buy a ticket. And, I'm, and I just take the high road. And I just said, you know what? Tickets are available online. We would love to see you. So the lesson in that is don't ever burn your bridge. Don't ever belittle what somebody else is doing and continue to be a learner and continue to support because you will find something written or said in a little different way that is going to be really juicy for you later on. Right. It's so true. And <laughs> we've all had those experiences. And the fun part is when people circle back around, they're like, yeah, maybe I misjudged this. Or all of a sudden now they're taking you seriously. And just, you know, for us, especially when you put events on, you know, it's very vulnerable. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of reaching out. It's a lot of connecting because you want to help people, right? At the end of the day, it's like, I want people, I want people to come together so I can really support them. And I've learned that as well. It's like, don't take it personally because you never know. You never know. I've had some of the biggest shocks of my life with people who said certain things. And then like two years later, they're in my room or they're my client and it's like, okay, all right, I get this. I get the message, God, I'm good. I'm, I'm here to serve. Oh, get out of the way, 100%. right? A hundred percent. You know, and I think that, you know, age and wisdom typically go together. I think that the faster that you can accept, and truly, I mean that word, the, the faster that you can accept decisions as they come your way, the, the better off you'll be. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is that you're going to, you'll ruffle feathers along the way. You know, sometimes by just being in somebody else's room, you might ruffle some some feathers. But I think the biggest thing is that if you go go with a good heart and uh, go to serve, you'll be richer. I feel like a multi-gazillionaire, truly, for all the experiences that I've had. Because now when I've asked for people to help me, they're like, absolutely. What? Where do I sign up? And that is, that's what's had me just truly humbled in this whole rebranding process and, you know, and everything. It's, it's really awesome. I love it. All right, so let's dig into some sales stuff because people are waiting. So think, looking back, and, and maybe, maybe it's your current business, and we all have our first double, but when you doubled your current business for the first time, what did you believe about sales and selling then? I mean, you didn't have a lot of limiting beliefs about sales and selling, or maybe what did you believe about the possibilities that were out there for you? Like, did your belief shift in any way with that double? Absolutely. The, you know, I've had, I'm a hardcore car, corporate girl. I came out of the travel industry and So I've doubled sales within organizations. But this is what I can tell you, is doubling sales working for a corporation was rewarding and it was satisfying, you know, because you get a bonus and you've done that game. (laughs) But when you double the sales for yourself, it is, it's just a different, it's a different feeling. 
because it's your name and it's your neck on the line. And I think that's the difference between an employee and an entrepreneurial mindset. But, you know, when I go back about 14 years ago, when I doubled my sales with my consumer goods business for the first time, I was I was humbled. And the limiting belief that I had was that I don't know if I can do it. Everybody else has done it. I don't know if I can do it. Even though I'd had lots of successes along the way, we still, no matter who you are, no matter what, you can have a gold medal around your neck and you and you still, you know, will have some of that belief. It's that self-talk. It goes right back. So when you ask about what the mind shift was, it was making a decision. The one thing that I help people understand when I'm working with folks is the one thing I cannot teach you is desire. I cannot teach you desire no matter no matter what. So you might want a goal and, and you might, you know, you might need to make some money. But if you don't have a deep-seated desire, nothing's going to happen. And I found that true myself. Whenever I, you know, didn't have a hardcore, deep, deep-set desire for something, I just kind of did a halfway job, you know, mediocre right. sort of a job. So that's that limiting belief is, is can I do it? And then if you really take a, a look at yourself, what's the true desire? And you knew you had that strong desire. You knew you had that desire. And that's what really took you to where you needed to go to double your sales. Is that what you mean? That, yep, that's okay. that's exactly it. Is I, I had the desire to do it, but the brain, <laughs> our, our bad little brain had to catch up with the belief. And every day I think that as an entrepreneur, I don't know, I just think maybe in our world there's so much negative news and everything. I think that you have to continue to, to build belief in yourself. Not false belief, not, you know, oh, everything's going to be rosy kind of belief, but I think some good hardcore realistic belief that, you know what, I just have to keep going. And, you know, these are some bumps in the road and I just have to keep going. Yeah, it's so true. I was just listening to this podcast. Speaking of podcasts, Tina Pettis just told me recently or, or sent me an article about how much audio is being consumed these days. I know you're doing a podcast as well, but people are listening all over the world. And our podcast, we're in 43 countries now, which just shocks me. But this idea that, you know, we're all listening together and we're either listening to good things like podcasts, right, which are uplifting us, or listening to the news, which is not lifting us up. and can be very, it can really pull our energy. But I was listening to this one podcast, and they were talking about the idea of entrainment. It's sort of the idea that, you know, if you put a bunch of grandfather clocks in the same room, and they're all kind of ticking at different times, when you come back the next day, they'll be all moving at the exact same time in the same pace. And they've tested this. In fact, they were saying that they've done studies, and in a restaurant, Kelly, everyone will be chewing their food at exactly the same rate in a restaurant. Like we just, we, this idea of entrainment is we start to move with the people that we're around. And so when you think about that, it's so important to number one, surround yourself with people who you want to be like, right? Or you want to get to Absolutely. whatever you perceive as that next level, but also to go to events because then people like, and you have an event coming up, people will automatically up level because they're in that space together with you and the other speakers and the other leaders that are in the room. And so I want just sharing your own experience. I mean, you've been, this is Minnesota. You've just traveled with some very interesting groups of people, but how important has it been to surround yourself with positive people who have helped take you to the next level? And how do you manage that? I mean, how do you keep, like, do you keep looking for other mentors or other people? Like, what's your, I guess, your philosophy in that area? My philosophy is to really is to just surround myself with people that that really are positive. This is a humbling experience. So, and Ursula, maybe you've experienced this yourself, but as, as you grow and evolve, sometimes you will friends or colleagues will be left along the, the roadside. You know, you've heard that term, there's friends for a reason, friends for a season, and all of that. 
And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that we have our, our families, we have our spouses, you know, if you have one or, or your best friend. But I think that it's important to continue to evolve relationships because this is what I learned. And it was a big mistake. And I hope that listeners will, you know, take that to heart is as I was growing my consumer goods business, I was you know, working with this same kind of group of people and we were moving along and, you know, I was gaining confidence in myself. Every day I try to work, I really do try to work on that. I'm not trying to be overconfident, but, you know, I I really do try to work on that mental part. Mm -hmm. And there were some people that weren't working on that mental part. And when the road got a little bit rocky, they, you know, were left behind. And so you have that choice. Is it a line between, is this a friend or is this a business relationship? And I just had to say there's a compartment. So the philosophy is is that you have to compartmentalize some parts of your life. And so when it comes to business, this is what I remind myself. These are the kind of the three tips that I think of. Do they pay my mortgage and my bills? <laughs> you know, that's the first thing. The second thing is, is are they on the same trajectory as I am? Are they on the same mindset? Are they on the same path as I am? And then the third thing I will ask is, where is their desire level? Are they just trying to get by or are they an innovator? Are they a pioneer? And if those questions come back less than positive, then what I do is I give myself permission to move on. Mm. And every time I own little self mechanism, every time that I see the person or talk to them, I try to be even more positive than I would normally be because it. I figure that in my lifting them up or trying to offer some encouragement, perhaps it might you know, it might help to shift them to to move forward again. Um, But some people are happy right where they're at. And that's not a bad thing. You know, I think sometimes in sales or in business, we have, you know, gotten this, this word, let's take it to the next level. That is so overused. There are some people that don't want to go to the next level. They just want to make X amount of dollars a year. They want to feed their families. They want to just have, you know, this very, you know, I don't know, not rigid, but just a very predictable sort of a lifestyle. And you know what? There is nothing wrong with that. That is absolutely fantastic. It's phenomenal. And there are those people that are out there that want to be the pioneers and the innovators and the trailblazers. So I think we have to understand what compartment everybody is in while not putting them in a compartment. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yes, it just does. And it is, yeah, we... It is easy to think everybody, we assume at times everybody wants the same thing, but people have seasons in life and things change and, or maybe they'll never want what you want and that's okay. And, but also I think what you're saying, Kelly, is not to get, not to allow yourself to get stuck because right. not everybody will want to go with you, which is perfect. Okay. Right. And yeah, go ahead. You're going to have to find new partners. You'll have to find new partners to keep growing. So Perfect. Perfect segue into even more growth. So thinking about that first double and not the first double in your current business, but what were the top two strategies that you used to double? Do you remember? I'm guessing one of them might be, might be networking, but I'm curious. What were the top two strategies you used? Yep. I think that it's continuing to grow your, your contact list. That is both in an area for personal growth, because when you're meeting new people that are more successful than you, that are smarter than you, that have achieved more than, than you, and probably some people that will maybe achieve more than you ever will, you force yourself to personal growth. So networking is absolutely the key. But networking, sometimes I think people get really wrong. That's an area that I, I feel strong in. 
people come and they give business cards and they're looking for the immediate sale and they're not looking three steps ahead. I think that is something that when you when you start to develop that skill, and it is a skill, it is totally developable, if that's a word. <laughs> it's totally, you can totally develop the skill of looking three sets ahead. There's a, a way, a how-to in doing that. But I'm just always trying to meet people that have accomplished more than I than I have so I can continue, you know, I continue to learn. And people that are in my circle are going to learn from me. So it's it's a total win-win. But that strategy of networking, there's places to be and places not to be. I surround myself with places that the same people are not always there. So that's why, like when I do my event, there will be some of, you know, my closest compadres will be there. But they're going to meet a whole bunch of new people that, that they don't even know. And that's beautiful. Excellent. Did you have a second one you wanted to share that you used to double your business? You know, another, yeah. I, I think another strategy to double your business really is it's all about sales. You have to get good at sales. If you're not good at sales, you need to find somebody in your organization that's going to be good at sales You know, for you. I think that continuously selling but selling not in a way where you're push, push, pushing and you're, you know, you're always offering some deal. But I think selling yourself and your abilities and your capabilities is really important. So just continuing, you know, I mean, you offer an incredible sales training program and, and sales training mindset. I think it's that is a continuous lifelong learning skill. For me, it's a strategy. I am always trying to hone my sales skill. I'm always trying to learn more ways that I can serve. Because those two are sales skills and, you know, network and, and get really good at sales. It's, I don't think it gets more simple than no, that. No, I love it. It is. I mean, it's so true. It's the networking, expanding your circle. It's all I did. When I launched my business, people always ask me, what did you do in the beginning? I networked. I networked until I could fall down. And I networked really terribly in the beginning. And then I got better at it. And you, you learn how to develop relationships, which is what, Kelly, what, what you're saying. I want to make sure we have time for you to share your, your expertise. You are an expert in teaching people how to get it done, just how to get it done, not the high level. Here's all the stuff that you could do. But now that you know you want something, you have the desire how do you get it done? So, Kelly, we'd love to hear two to three strategies from you that you teach your clients. So, you know, the, the how-to. Most people have a laundry list of, of to-dos. I do not. I have my little tiny, it's right in front of me here, I have my little sticky pad notebook, and each day I put about three or four items on the list because, you know, that is, you're not going to get everything done. I have a master list of what needs to happen but I have two to three items a day that must get done, and then I will continue to feel successful. That strategy for, for me has been golden because when my list is so long and I only get one item checked off and there's 10 items that are undone, what I'm doing is speaking to myself failure. So that sounds really simple, but do you know how difficult it is for people to really conceptualize that? They always will put four or five more items on the list. And so learning a strategy and techniques, it's specific of how to, how to do that. The other thing is lots of people know what to do. They just don't know how to go about it. And so they, they approach it from kind of a, you know, a textbook method. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, how many times have you ever tried to put together a kid's toy and, you know, and you didn't read the direction, you know, and you end up with spare parts, right? So for me, that'd be every time. So you have to develop a strategy. So what I help customers or my customers, my clients do 
is I help them develop a strategy specific to them. Because if we were all just exactly the same, well, then there would be a textbook for that. And then everybody would make be making a million bucks and we'd all be successful, right? So what I do is I look at what people really kind of stink at. And it's pretty easy. I've got a little, you know, an assessment that I'm able to go through with people. I can see where their weaknesses are. And I say, you know, it's what they kind of stink at. And I'm not going to try to make them better at what they stink at. What I'm going to do is help them with their hows. What what can they do really, really well? And we're going to focus on that. And then we will filter in and fill in the blanks on their weaknesses. You know, have you ever been in a job interview or a, or a um, strategy session or a, what do they call it? A review. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, you really need to work on this. Well, most people going into a re- review know what they really need to work on. And it's the same song and dance every single year. I'm not saying, you know, don't try to get better at things, but stop focusing on what it is that you're weak at and focus more energy on how you can get things done by utilizing what you're really good at. And let's fill in the blanks. Got it. So focus on Those are just strengths. A, really, so really figure out what you're good at, but but don't use a cookie cutter. There's, the, I think that's such a no. good point too. Like we can be mesmerized what by what people are doing in business and think if we do if I do exactly what Kelly's doing, I'm going to be as successful as Kelly. And the truth is, our brands are also different. It doesn't work. I mean, what what works for one person on social media does not work for another person on social media. We see that all the time. So completely. Yeah. The challenge is challenge sometimes in you know a, a coaching program or something is that it's a a very clinical approach to it and you know it's basically a cookie cutter you know rinse and repeat sort of thing. I don't want to work with five thousand people. I want to work with the four or five people that are really ready to go. And then the other thing that I am able to offer my clients is they get to come into my network and my list of contacts. And I've learned that. Over these last 50 plus years, that's been a, uh, you know, that what's, that's what really makes me unique. Somebody wants to grow your business, you want to meet the right people, let's open up the Rolodex. So there is a vetting process as well. I, I, love, to, I love to help people, but if I'm going to spend a lot of time with someone, I really want to make sure that they're, they're ready, that they really want to they really move forward. And, and the timing is right. Gosh, timing is everything. Right. And speaking of timing, this is a perfect segue. So for those people who might want to coach from you, might want to participate in one of your events, might want to know more about eWomen, might want to go on your new website, might want to come to your next event. Tell us about about you, how they can get more, please. Well, they can get more if they go to kellyjohnerburn.com. It's K-E-L-L-Y-J-A-H-N-E-R-B-Y-R-N-E.com. It's the How Gal. My podcast is, they can view that on, or listen, view, goodness. They can listen to it on iTunes. It's called The How Show. If you go to eWomen Network, the podcast network, it's Leverage Your How there. We've got a program that's coming up that is absolutely juicy. It's called Now What? Here's How. It's a program that's valued at over $10,000, and it's less than half of that. They can go to the website and take a look at that. Or if somebody just really wants to get into a a three-month program with us and meet some of the team of people that I work with and some of the professionals that I buy services from, they have all agreed to be part of my group to help people grow. So they can check us out there. And I always look for really interesting folks to be on my podcast. Our first interview was with Diana Pierce and we did Bob Sansevier next. And so we've had some we've had some really cool, fun people starting that out. So that's that's great. But I think the best thing is to let's get a conversation going. Connect with me at my website, Kellyjohnerburn.com. Phenomenal. 
All right, listeners, you can go to kellyjohnnerburn.com to learn more about Kelly. Go to iTunes, find her very interesting podcast. Sounds exciting. Sounds like that, that next piece of inspiration and motivation we might need to take our businesses where we want them to go. Kelly, I just want to thank you again for all that you do for your community, your local community, your extended community. I know you're very involved in eWomen and other organizations. So just thank you, and thank you for being here today. I appreciate that so much, and there are no dumb questions, so if someone wants to connect with us and just ask a question, we're here to serve, really. it's That's what it's all about, and Ursula, you do such a great job serving with your podcast. I listen to it when I'm walking the dogs in the morning, and it's I love your guests. Yay. I love the listeners, and so much fun. I we'll love you, too, and I just want to thank you. Thanks for being here again, and um, we wish you phenomenal success with your event, your podcast this entire year, and just know that we, we support you. Our community supports you, and listeners, definitely go to kellyjohnnerburn.com. Learn about her. Find out how you can connect. Um, she's she's very well-networked, and like she said, there's, there's probably no question she can't answer, so just reach out. If you feel the pull, reach out. I know there's listeners all over the world right now, and I just want to thank you for listening. We hear you. We feel you. We're here to support you. We have a free gift for you at salescoachnow.com. We have our video series, Sales Secrets of the Top 10%. So if you want some additional inspiration, you can certainly go there, download that, and then we'll be in touch with you. We can support you in many ways. Our sales camp scheduled for 2018 is already up, and we have a lot of sales camps coming up in, in Minnesota. They're all going to be here now, and, which is very exciting for me as I'm, I'm not getting on as many airplanes. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. And it's one of the reasons I want to connect with you through the podcast. But we have people from now all over the country flying into Minnesota, even in the middle of winter, to come to sales camp. So bless all of them. Again, we want to thank you. And, you know, whether this is your best day in business or your most difficult day in business, we just encourage you to keep going and keep listening. We'll be here to support you. Thanks, everybody, and make this your best year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.